Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV and you. Come on in here, kids. Let's enjoy a Balls McWednesday together. That sounds weird. On Twitter, at Jay Cameron Show. Yeah, that, yeah, it that might get you arrested. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, good times. So the ACC looking to bounce back from a major struggle during the pandemic-disrupted underachievement that was last year's basketball season, FSU-Virginia only garnering number four seeds in the NCAA tournament, marking the first time since tournament seeding began in 1979 that the ACC didn't have any team seeded higher than four. Of course, the ACC went four and seven in the NCAA tournament with only FSU and Syracuse making it to the Sweet 16 while Virginia, North Carolina, and ACC tournament champ Georgia Tech were all bounced in the round of 64. Why do I bring this up? Because ACC tip-off has occurred. Yesterday, 15 ACC schools sent uh, coaches and players to the Charlotte Marriott City Center. We've been there. Yeah, I don't know that we've stayed at that hotel, though. We're usually at the W. So I guess um, they spread the love around the Charlotte area with their corporate champions at the ACC. Nicely done. It was for the 2021 ACC basketball tip-off, previously known as Operation Basketball. Mm. (laughs) Get your ACC camo hat here. Oh, my God. That's the most Southeastern Conference thing they've ever done. Uh, I know. They're trying. We sent the man, Leonard Hamilton, and veterans Anthony Polite and Malik Osborne. Expecting something more consistent and better about the season that Malik Osborne's going to have. That's a big, strong man with tools. He's got to have a more consistent presence on a nightly basis. Well, if the basketball team had a depth chart, he was just positionless. That was the problem last year, is you had somebody who could do what they were asking him to do a little bit more consistently. Mm-hmm. So now that Turk is gone, like that's the first person I look at, is Raekwon Gray. And unfortunately, he left us. But because he did, it opens up the opportunity for Malik, I think, to show all of his wares, what he can do for closer to 25 minutes a night. We'll see if that's how many minutes he actually plays, but it's a good indication if you're being sent on the jet to go talk about the program that they like you as a big part of the rotation. Yeah, And Corey and I talked about this yesterday along with Ira on Seminole Headlines. Uh, It is stunning to think about the career progression 
from where he started to where we are now and what we thought then to what we think now of one Anthony Polite. I went from that kid isn't even a Division I basketball player, why is he on this roster, to holy hell, that guy's good. Like, in the ACC, good. Yeah, he was uh, our most reliable player in yes. our final game of the season. We're like, can we just give the ball to Polite? Yeah. Made shots, difficult ones at that. Yep. You can't leave him open. He'll defend you uh, mercilessly. Yes, he's a player. Yeah, uh, he was an awkward player when he first got Very here. Very awkward, as in this guy didn't look like he can play at all. Well, it looked like he could have, and maybe they harnessed his ability, but what I was worried about was it looked like basketball IQ just plainly wasn't there. But and it is like, there. It's where now, are the smarts? Really, yeah, now you kind of look at him and think of him as oh, a smart player. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Just another in the long line of development. Uh, you know, feathers in the cap for this program. It was touching him up, buddy. Not that long ago, we only talked about that in relation to post players, right? It was like oh, Stan yeah. does a great no, job with everybody. this guy and then all everybody. these projects. It's across the board. It's your skill players. It's your guards. It's Every the post players. Every year, baby. Every year, they develop a player that takes huge leaps forward. Another indicator that this is a good coach and a great coaching staff. Uh, coach K Swan song this year. We won't have to put up with all the nasal. You will on television. <sighs> UNC told Roll It Out There Roy, we're going to need your retirement. You think Stephen A. makes money? They've got Hubert Davis, who is a hell of a good man, and I don't mind him being the head coach of Duke. Uh, I mean, excuse me, North Carolina. That's fine. I like Hubert. Roll It Out There Roy, though, he was fun. It was easy to get a win towards the end against Roll It Out There Roy. I wonder if Seth Greenberg is running for the hills. And you got Roy as a free agent now for the desk, and he's an old grandpa figure that they can hire, put in the Digger Phelps role, right? And then you got Coach K right behind him, Jim Beheim maybe too. Uh oh, Seth. Oh, you're on the hot seat, and you didn't even do you, anything wrong. You better get more wacky. Better start wearing polka dot suits. So there's 680 something thousand emails that have been uh, read through, right? And so far, they just got Gruden. I kept hoping that they were going to get Seth Greenberg, but oh, somehow he'd throw somehow. his name in the hat of crazy ass bigoted uh, emails. I just assumed because he was in the DMV area <laughs> yeah, and he was just, just looking for a favor. I, he just wanted to vent, you know. <laughs> Bruce know. Allen, it's me, yeah, Seth. Yeah. I well, I just want. Let me get in on this Gruden chain. Let's get in on the fall. Let's get him in there. Throw your name in the hat. Oh, man, that's fun. So uh, they retained Brad Frederick, added former Tar Heels player Jeff Lebo and Sean May as assistants, by the way, forcing Steve Robinson to call it a day. Wow. Oh, the red zone is that's out tough. of basketball. Oh, it's not tough. He's got rings and money for days. Steve was a nice guy. That's why I'm saying that. Boring is all hell. But nice, nice guy. I still remember my Steve Robinson interviews from back in the day. They you had to were, bring it? Oh, buddy, it was tough. I was doing mornings back then, and, man, everybody's already sleepy. And then they would tell me I had to have Steve Robinson on. I was like, oh, no, people are going to need another espresso. This is not going to get it done. I mean, it's 6.15, and Steve Robinson's on your airwaves. Whoo, back to bed. Let's roll over and call it a day. Should have created a bit out of it and call it your monotone moment of the day. Oh, my God. It was difficult because he was so nice. And, you know, and the other part about it was we lost all the time. So every time he came on the air, I had to talk about another ass kicking. And he would do it boringly so. That's, that's a death knell. You're like, okay, so we just got our ass kicked again for the 20th straight time on the road. And Steve's got to talk about it really slowly and quietly. This is going to be tough. I think three people are listening to this interview right now. But I had to act engaged. 
Malar, you're up. Yeah, it was a toughie. Oh, my goodness. Anyhow, it's just kind of cool to introduce into the larger conversation uh, basketball. And, uh, you know, could be a wide-open ACC this year. If we're looking at Florida State's uh, returning you know, players in the rotation, we talk about four guys, that uh, Anthony Polite, Malik Osborne, Raekwon Evans, and Wyatt Wilkes would be that group, right? Wyatt Wilkes, you're nine. You're nine right. of the Wyatt yeah. Wilkes experiment. He'll also be giving us, uh, by himself, two ACC victories this year because he'll go at least six for ten from beyond the arc in those two games. Yeah, a man who averages just north of three points a game will somehow have mm-hmm. a 28-point night. Yes, yes, he will. Yeah, he does. He does do that. Gabe wants to know here, and I'm all for just bouncing around on a Balls McWednesday. Hey, now. <laughs> well, Should FSU go... That's why you put the balls in <laughs> Balls McWednesday. <laughs> Should FSU go after Curtis Dunlap, six foot five, 350-pound offensive guard that has put his name in the transfer portal... He was at Minnesota. Well, by all means, Gabe, I've never seen him play, uh, I don't think. Maybe I did in the Ohio State game. I'll have to go back. Uh, but I'm sure that it's, he's a worthy player. That is a massive player. I can search for him now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up uh, PFF and see what his grades are. Tell me what Curtis Dunlap has done in his opportunity uh, to row the boat. I want to know what he's done for row the boat uh, up to this point. Yeah, man, that's any time... An offensive lineman puts his name in the hat. I'm like, well, you know, probably Ooh. better. Probably better than what we have. Mm. No, no, not real I'm good. I'm not so sure. No, okay. The answer's going to be no, Gabe. Yeah. Can it, I guess on something? Oh, sure. Go ahead. He's 350 pounds. Now, unless you are six foot nine, 350. What are we doing here? That's awfully sizable for six foot three. So according to PFF, his He's highest fat. does PFF have oh a fat my grade? God, no. They should. <laughs> I can give you his grades it if you want them. It just says fat. Go ahead. All right. I, no, I want to hear the grades. All I want right, to hear the right. grades. His highest pass block grade in three seasons for a full year is fat. <laughs> you nailed it. How did you know? It just says fat. How did you know? Yeah, okay. Forty four point two. Woo! Woo! Yeah, his highest run block grade is uh, 64.1, but that was in 53 snaps as a freshman. Since then, 58.7 and 55.7. Since Getting gotten... owned in the trenches in the Big Ten week in, week out, yeah. doesn't know. In, uh, against Ohio State this year, for example, his pass block grade in 53 snaps, 20 of which were pass blocking, mm-hmm. 11.8. You know, my guess is he ate his feelings. Because here we sit at three hundred and fifty plus pounds at six foot three. That's not gonna get it done. Florida State's not his home. It would appear that they reached their wits end uh, this most recent game against Purdue. That's his name is in the portal now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his final performance, <laughs> if he doesn't come back, he was in pass pro nine times in thirty three snaps against Purdue. Got his ass whipped. Twenty one point three was the grade in Ooh, Not what we do. Again, they probably had a, extensive conversations about proper diet, sustained exercise, you name it. Some numbers for you here. I'm going to give you a team and tell you that they are 0-5 against the spread. You name that team. 0-5 and, and significantly 0-5 against the spread. Who you got? North Carolina. Clemson. Oh, okay. Clemson right. has uh, not covered the spread. I'll give you another one. 0-6 against the spread. <laughs> sounded like, <laughs> sounded like a friend of ours. VIP pass. Yeah, uh, VIP pass. Yeah. 
excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Do you have a beer? <laughs> A super saver VIP player. <laughs> uh, oh, do you know the Owen Six team? LSU, I don't know. Mizzou. They can't stop anybody. Oh, yeah. All right. If you want to bet the over any given week, <laughs> I'm going to give you a 5-0 and o team in college football, Tom. You want to know? 5-0 and o team? Who you got? A 5-0 and o team uh, that, uh, yes. that you hit the over on. Michigan State. To the over. To the over. Pitt. Okay. Oh, by like an average of 18. Wait a minute. Pitt's not undefeated. They're five and zero on the over. Oh, whoa. they're playing sorry, sorry, to sorry. the over. Yeah, okay. I thought so, season record. I no, 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 no. Five and zero to the over, uh, and they score a gazillion points every week. It's crazy. And I'm going to give you another five and zero team to the over. Western Kentucky. All right, now under Tom, <laughs> I gave you a chance to use the characters on a Wednesday show. Uh, to, there it is. There it is. Yeah, to the under. 5-0, and oh, you named a team. This is what got me thinking. LSU. No, to the under 5-0, and oh, Purdue. Purdue games oh, okay. go well, to I named, the, Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, you named Purdue. And the other one, 5-1-1 one, one to the under. 5-1-1. One, one. To the under. Uh, I don't know. Michigan. Fatty, fat, fat, fat Illinois. All right. There we go. That's nice. it. That was a close one in week one. Was that the fat one that Bielema won? Fat against uh, Nebraska in week yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember a mutual friend of ours sweating that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, five, one, and one. There you go. Um, so, I just thought it would be fun. Uh, wow. I'm looking at some of these other numbers. Folks love to sit. It's a, we got to come up with a sounder for this feature, like Jeff's Tasty Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> On a Balls McWednesday. Yeah. Jeff's yeah. Tasty Nuggets. Uh, yeah. Guys, I told you last week after the win, well, actually, I think it was on Monday of this week, how quickly we – we kind of meld back into that comfortable shirt that we found, that we rediscovered. It was at the bottom of our laundry. And we're like, oh, look at that. I forgot. I still have that shirt. I love that shirt. I haven't worn it in two years. Going to put it on. You're like, oh, it fits like a glove. That's us talking about successful Florida State football this week. I have gotten more emails, chat stuff, tweets of, can we go 7-6? and six? Can we go 6-6? Six and six? We have found our comfortable shirt. Yep. We won a game, and everybody's like, well, this feels good. I like this. That's all right. That is spooky because I haven't worn this Buccaneer shirt in, in about forever. three or four months, and, and I found it this morning. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. It's in my drawer, and it was just right, it in was a corner that yet. clearly I never yeah. go to. Yeah. Because I roll all the shirts up, and they're like a little. They almost look like the t-shirt guns. You know, that's how we have them done. And yeah. I grabbed them like which little one? Cotton is- Eye oh, Joe. Oh yeah. my goodness! That's it's hilarious. the old school buck shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I would tell you that the answer is no. We're not going to go seven and six. Uh, I do love that art. But I'm just saying that fans found their Buck shirt today. Mm-hmm. They found whatever the shirt is. Like, oh, there it is. I love this shirt. Would you change your opinion if mm. we beat UMass and then went on oh, the road beat and beat Clemson 14 to 13? I don't care. If we beat Clemson uh, 3 to nothing, yes, I would change my opinion. At that point, you'd have four wins. You would have won four straight games. Uh, and, I would st- and, and, I would, and you would have won a game against Clemson's defensive line on the road. Well, that's because the race was to 14, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, at that point, that means the defense will have played exceptionally well for several weeks in a row. Will it have, though? Well, if you hold UMass yeah. and Clemson. Clemson, no, listen, listen. We're susceptible to giving up quarterback runs because we have to play coverage on the back end, and I do believe that DJ will run around. He is six foot five, 260 pounds, and can move, and they're not having much success throwing the ball, so he's going to be a bit of a problem for us. I think that'll be the scout that week. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be. Um, no, look, man. I mean, I you're gonna you've got a very good chance to beat Miami, who now is without the Eric King. He's opted for surgery. 
we'll see if Miami is even interested in playing college football anymore. It will be fascinating. This Saturday can tell us an awful lot because, because they're playing a North Carolina team who I'm not real sure is interested in playing college football right now. So quit watch matchup of the year between those two. We'll monitor Miami. Florida's still going to be interested in playing college football, and my fear is that they will have decided to do the right thing and bench Emory Jones and start Anthony Richardson, and that is not going to go well for us at all because that is a grown-ass man running around. I don't want any part of that. Uh, I know we got to play the game, so, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, if they make that decision, problematic. So you got to find other wins. Boston College might be one. Might be. It's not guaranteed by any means. And then NC State here... NC State's a better football team than Florida State. NC State should win the line of scrimmage, but it is a winnable game. It is a winnable game. All right, so let's just say, and we could do a W's and L's for the second half of the season next week, but let's yeah, just say like it, yeah. that you beat UMass, you can't beat Clemson, unfortunately, but then you bounce back and you beat NC State. Do we dare to dream? Because then you go into Miami week having won four of five. Having won four of five football games. Mm. Let and now happen. you're at four wins for the season yeah. with Miami coming into town, and you need to win two of your final three to make a bowl. I mean, could you imagine the Ooh. energy? <laughs> that energy would be akin to like the 2015 season or something like that at that point. Oh, man. Yeah, that. listen, from where we sat at halftime of the Louisville game, to where we would be in that given moment. For Miami coming to town saying, yeah. come get your whooping. You Here might, we go. You might be... I mean, we may enter the stadium getting a little choked up. I mean, folks might be like, oh, it could so, happen again. I'm so proud of this team. I mean, Jesus, did you see this coming? <laughs> I mean, this would be. No, I didn't, my no, son. No. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. But that's one of those, you know, if I could ever win the lottery and then you let yourself to go down that road, mm, it's not yeah, quite that. I yeah. know. I know. I know better than the dog is that bad. Yeah, just less yet. money involved in that. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, dare to dream again. At least that win gave us an opportunity to dream again. At least that win gave us something to hold on to. It was, as I've said, all together now, traction. We got some traction. I've been waiting on it. Woohoo! Let's see if we get some more next week against UMass. Probably do. And then what happens against Clemson? I don't know. Clemson, if you remove, what was the game? South Carolina, uh, South State. Carolina State. You yep. remove that game, they're averaging 14 points a game. That includes playing Georgia Tech. I'm telling you, it's crazy bad at Clemson right now. It's absurd. Dabo should apologize on a daily basis. How the hell do you have those players, and they're something like 114th in the country in offensive efficiency. I mean, if I were Tony Elliott, I would have seriously thought about taking that USF job over my boy, Jeff Scott. Like, uh, take me. i, I got to get out of Judge. Is Georgia Tech just playing good defense? No, because they just gave 50-plus points to Pitt last Saturday. Okay. Well, maybe Pitt's offense is good because they only gave up 20-some to North Carolina. Pitt's offense is one of the better offenses in the country, but it, I mean, 50-plus points to Pitt. Now, Jesus, come on now. What are we doing? Again, I I don't know. No, man. Uh, The ACC is a mess. It's a mess. But there is undefeated Wake Forest. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're a big replacements fan. A, good on you for your great taste. Uh, B, I will let you know, because that's who's playing in the bumper, uh, 40-year anniversary box set, 106 songs just came out for Sorry Ma, Forgot to Take Out the Trash. Unbelievable. 106 songs, including the earliest known recordings of the replacements in a Minneapolis basement of Paul Westerberg's uh, friend's house. That's crazy. So did you get it? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Don't try me with a stupid question like that. (laughs) Hell's wrong with you. Uh, This is what you do not do. And this is what Mike Norvell, and I know we're going to give away a wicked here in a minute, our friends from Witch Witch, whom we love. Uh, Their sandwiches are delicious. I love them. I love a good uh, Witch Witch sandwich. And yeah, that's sort of my kids. That said, before we do all that, Tom, this this is exactly what you do not do. And this is what Mike Norvell, and why Mike Norvell, has preseason college uh, football uh, meetings with the media, in which he's very cordial and serves us all lunch himself. He's there, sir. Would you like some more tea? It's the giant apron on. Yeah, the whole deal. So we go to lunch over there every year before the start of the season. You've and- got twenty seconds to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's me before we travel any yeah, great distance, yeah. and it's six o'clock in the morning. Let's go. You could see him in the athletes' dining hall. Yeah, you yeah, know, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you could. Here we go. Yeah, here it is. So, at my household, before we travel anywhere, and that, of course, Dad has to drive. That's me. And and let's say it's a six-hour jaunt. Uh, normally, it's not because anything over four hours, we're gonna fly. That said, that said, uh, I tell my kids, look now, it's just four hours. You pee right here and now, or forever hold your peace. Let's go. Well, technically in there. Yeah, yeah, not, but not, you, right yeah, here. not here on the floor. Uh, so Mike tells everybody, here's the deal. Uh, I grant you all the access one could ever want, and that's great. Do not screw me. Now, he doesn't say it quite like that, but I'm just saving us all time. That's what he's telling you. Don't report on certain offensive packages and certain defensive schemes. Do not report on injuries. Do not talk about who's running with the first team and the second team. Just general practice observations and you're free to watch all you want so that you have context for any opinion you got to give or piece you got to write. Great. That's I really really do appreciate that. Yeah. The Mike Famey golden rule. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. That's a great rule. Well, somebody was stupid. This according to uh Reddit College Football, a reporter for the OU student newspaper <laughs> used binoculars from a public building to report that Caleb Williams was uh Participating in practice with the first team. Oh, no. He got quotes from Spencer Rattler's dad. In addition, Lincoln Riley announced today all media availabilities are gone. Oh, Oh, man. man. 
You know, what's funny... The rest of that beat is like, you son of a... I mean, they're, they're going to beat him half to death. I, it's going to be Full Metal Jacket with the with the soap. Isn't that the... That's the code red in uh, A Few Good Men, isn't it? Or is it both? Is that no, happen in both? Yeah, it happens in both. No, but in Full Metal Jacket... Well, they didn't Jacket, beat him with the soap in, full, in A Few Good Men. No, yeah. No, they duct taped him. They duct taped him. In Full Metal Jacket, they put it in a pillowcase and they beat him senselessly while he weeps. And then they all get back in their bunks and it's the saddest thing in the world because uh, Fat Ass is sitting there crying and they're yeah. all trying to sleep and you hear him go, ooh, 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 ooh. it's awful. Yeah, it's a toughie. Yeah, that's not funny at all compared to the image that you were <laughs> just going for. Yeah. So now this this here is uh, yeah, but that's that poor reporter. I say that poor reporter. He's an idiot. He the soap treatment could be coming. I mean, that's a come on, man. You just caused us to have no access for the entire second half of the season. Now, in all likelihood, I don't think Mike would do that though. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so because it's on us to out the people that are abusing the privileges. Correct. That's what they told us to everybody. It's not like to war chant. Make sure that you keep an eye on everybody. No, it's yeah, to I was everybody. Say, that sucks. We got to be the one to tell. <laughs> We're yeah. the mother hen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got ninety-four people on what, staff. What you doing over there, knee? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, mind your own damn business, Cameron. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no, but I don't think he'd kick everybody out because some rogue was like in Burt Reynolds Hall or on the yeah, roof there. I with, do think it's funny that on a Thursday. Yeah, but my man not only got up there and did that, then he got Spencer Rattler's dad on the record. So let's just make this as oh, that's a, toxic as possible. That dude chose violence when he woke up in the morning. Yeah, he was. Mad. There's malice involved. Clearly, in Clearly, he was mad. That's Something more than happened. trying to get the scoop. It's he funny. must be a Spencer Rattler fan. Maybe that's what it is. Or not an OU fan, because, I mean, if you're an OU fan, you don't want to do that. You want them Mr. to Mr. Rattler, on. they're not <laughs> playing his son. He's still not in there with the first team. Spencer Rattler's dad would be like, I know, I watched the game. They benched him in the game, dumbass. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he calls me, you know, fairly frequently, and he told me, Dad, I didn't get reps with the ones today. You don't think I speak to my son? I know. End quote. <laughs> yeah. The um, the moment that they made the decision to to sit Spencer, uh, the, that's got to be uh, startling, arresting, if you're him, given that you were the preseason odds-on favorite to win the Heisman, and we've reached week six, oh. and you are now officially benched. Uh, but all the more because he got benched in favor of a freshman. I mean, damn, man. They had to have been fed up in a way that uh, probably exceeds anything I can recall, right? Well, I mean, I don't remember a Heisman favorite being told to have a seat five or six games into the season. Well, what's interesting about that is efficiency-wise, he's he played very well. If you're just looking at the numbers by themselves, yeah. and you're not uh, attributing them to a Lincoln-Riley offense. Now, when you weigh them against Lincoln, typical mm-hmm. output, you're like, ooh, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's really not lighting up the scoreboard. Well, but, I mean, he's completing like 72% of sure, his passes, that, a healthy touchdown-interception ratio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we know when you watch the games, right, you can have – that's where these efficiency numbers and where we get we talk about analytics and we talk about snapshots, glimpses, information, putting it all together, no one thing gives you the clearest picture. You can be very efficient if you're a check down Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they've schemed up touchdowns all over the place and you refu- refuse to throw the yeah. ball and you yeah. instead hit the back out of the backfield for four, we're about done here. Yeah, that was the alarming Justin Fields performance against Indiana last year where Ryan Day is – I mean, they cut to him on the sidelines two or three times and he's losing his mind because he's like, Justin – 
I mean, baby, we worked on this. This is over the top. Yeah, this is a touchdown. There ain't nobody there. Yeah. Please. Yeah, throw it. Let Please. it go. Let it yeah, go. Yeah, cut it loose. Yeah. But, you know, it's weird, though, and usually if a guy has a lot of talent, and uh, Justin Fields does, you, you ride it out because you have other elements of your team that will carry the day and hope that he comes out the other side confident. And, and in doing that, they were rewarded because that game against Clemson was unreal. I mean, he ended up making himself gobs of cash because of that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. was sensational from the pocket, putting people, you know, throwing guys open. Playing like, through bodily harm. Oh, on broken yeah. ribs. I mean, that was something. Um, so, anyhow, that's funny, by the way. Oh, Burt Reynolds Hall's <laughs> name was recently changed to Turd Ferguson Hall. Oh, that is so man. well done. That's an SNL reference. Uh, Nobody get mad. It's a great. The sacred Burt Reynolds. It's a it's, joke from SNL. It's a great SNL reference in Norm MacDonald. Uh, so, yes, uh, I think e- even in watching you watch that Texas-Oklahoma game, you know that first half, it's 28-7 to 7 for a reason. I mean, that kid is, is rat-trapping a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He's, he just, he's not taking what's there. He looks completely out of sorts. Uh, the fumble was was a big deal. It also tells you how light the Heisman campaign was this year, or the the slate of players that he's going to be the preseason favorite. Because I even heard when I was prepping for the Syracuse game and I watched the Liberty Syracuse matchup that Mel Kiper rated Liberty's quarterback as the number three quarterback on his big board in the preseason. Who, like, who, wait, wait, who's number three? Liberty's quarterback. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. was number three according to Kiper. And in watching that game, that that kid does not believe the middle of the field exists. He's got a cannon. But it's, that's enough to be the number three quarterback in the country? That tells me that the crop this year is bad. And also, if Rattler is your preseason Heisman, that tells me that the crop of player is bad. We've talked about the Heisman and there not being a clear-cut set of rules and definitions. This sort of ambiguous in a team sport, the best player award is really difficult to come by. And for years, I've thought it was fairly ridiculous, especially since it seems to have been whittled down to about two types of players. Uh, One, they've got to be on a real good team, period. And two, they've got to play either quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. It's one of those three things. Like, you're not going to see a tight end, a defensive end, a middle linebacker, you know, a a left tackle. They don't win it. They don't win it. And in theory, they could very well be the most dominant player at their position in all the country and could be a guy that teams have to game plan around more than any other player in the country, and they still can't win it because they don't play the right position for the right team. And that's just silly. So, yes, and and it isn't a great – in my mind, it's it's certainly not an easy thing to do to come up with, and it's also not a – it's not an award I care about – other than yeah, when our guys yeah. win it. I mean, mm-hmm. when we win it, it's great because it's prestigious for the university because of the name that it carries and because you end up, obviously, there's marketing that goes with all of this. But in truth, I just I don't really value it. I mean, we've seen some pretty bad players win that award because they played on really good teams. Oh, yeah. Well, like, not integral players. Like, yes, the year Larry Fitz didn't win it, I thought, my God, who's more important to their team than Larry freaking Fritz Darrell? And, and then and Dominican Sue, he was close to being a, a winner as a defensive player. I remember what I would tune in Nebraska football yeah, because of him. just because I wanted to watch in Dominican. So you know how hard it was to find Nebraska football in 2008 <laughs> to 2010. Oh my God. Yeah. It's um, yeah. There, well, I go all the way back. Dan Morgan was a linebacker at Miami and he was uh, a transcendently good football player. And I hate Miami. And I was still sitting here going, yeah, may give that guy my husband vote. I mean, he was a freak. And of course, you know, my guy, Marvin Jones, 
Sure. Marvin Jones yeah. should win the Heisman. He was he was unreal. Let's give away that sandwich. Let's do it. Let's uh, make sure our friends get that witch witch uh, sandwich. It's a wicked Wednesday here. You don't want to use it on this day because this day it's only five dollars. Five meats, three cheeses, five bucks. Tallahassee listeners and viewers only. Uh, your cue to call is right now. Caller two. Tom, number quick. 386-TALK, 386-8255, That's right. You're getting yourself free wicked. Let's make it happen, everybody. Caller 2 wins the sandwich. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Did you read the hardest jobs in college football piece in The Athletic today, guys? No, you didn't? Okay, let me help you out here. And here's why it's great. Because one of the teams on this... Now, obviously, like teams like Vanderbilt are on this list. Tough to win at Vanderbilt. Kansas is on this list, as you might expect. Sadly, Nebraska is on this list. Yeah, all right. Yeah, tough, tough to... Tough to win there these days. Texas, interestingly enough, is on this list. And uh, those, uh, a, a Power Five administrator in this case, said about that, a lot of political aspects to that job, and have they have nothing to do with football, and that makes it very difficult. It takes a very skilled person to be the head coach at Texas to handle all the juggling that goes on behind the scenes. That, that feels an awful lot like, Tom, the guy that walks into Jimbo's office with his boots and puts them on the desk and talks to Oh, that to guy him. exists. Yeah, that guy exists. Especially right. in Texas. Yeah. Across the universities. Yeah, and then another administrator said, well, uh, about Texas uh, – they have unrealistic expectations every year. They have a delusional fan base, but they do have money. <laughs> I thought that was good. Washington State, and my favorite, again, anonymous source here, a Power 5 assistant coach says, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. They don't have good facilities. If you've ever been to Pullman, then you realize. <laughs> that's, that's rich. That's like, have you ever been to Pullman? Yeah, it's a toughie. Well, excuse me, Coach. Have you ever been to Walt Bell, Arkansas? <laughs> With the bird. Uh, so, by the way, why did I bring any of this up? Here you go. Miami was on the list. Quote, Miami should be better than they are from the outside looking in, but it doesn't look like they've invested in their football program to give them a chance. That, according to a Power 5 athletic director. They cite a lack of nutrition and strength staff, Academic support compared to powers like Alabama and Clemson. A group of five assistants agreed and pointed out the team's spotty fan base as well. Miami's hard. There are no resources there. There are big expectations while playing at the U, but you're also playing in front of nobody. <laughs> the team plays at uh, Pro Player Stadium 45 minutes from from uh, the team plays at a pro stadium 45 minutes from their campus. Well, it was Pro Player. Yeah. Makes their attendance difficult when the Canes aren't dominant. And given the stadium a significant disadvantage without a student section, the rowdiest portion of any crowd, multiple respondents to the survey also cited poor facilities throughout Miami that raised the degree of difficulty in recruiting, even when there is so much local talent. Other programs just come in and raid the area's top prospects. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's been happening to us, too. <laughs> That's such a good. I'm glad that that was there on a Balls McWednesday. Just fun for us to all read together. 
Well, it's also good, just you know, in case maybe somebody's parent is subscribed to the Athletic, yeah, they and it's you know, is Florida State on this list? They're not. You know who is on this list? Oh, Tom, you know what a good day it was for me this morning when Tennessee. I got Oh, buddy, hey. shake a big boo, get old Rocky. Hey, they're scoring some the points list. these days. There you go. Yeah, there they are. Yep. They're right there. Yep. Tennessee hasn't played for an SEC title since 2007. Hasn't won one since 1998. Didn't even realize that they played for one in 07. I was in college. They went 14 to... years ago, Tom. Who the hell did they play? Auburn? I have to look that up. Haven't won one since 98, so whoever they played beat them. Oh, might have been LSU, probably. They've had five head coaches since Phil Fulmer's ouster in 2008. They have outsized expectations and access to talent. With the most frequent reasons for including Tennessee on this list, not much in-state talent compared to a lot of other SEC schools, but sky-high expectations from controlling donors. The state of Tennessee's talent is improving in part because of Nashville's booming population. But it's not possible to field a high-level SEC program in Tennessee on in-state talent. Tennessee was great because Clemson wasn't around. North Carolina didn't matter. Those great Tennessee teams and players came from out of those areas, not Tennessee, said one group of five assistant. Fan expectations also make life difficult and coaching stays short, but that isn't just a Tennessee, one agent said. So there you go. That agent, I think we know. He's the same agent that counters everybody else. Indeed it was, LSU. I'm assuming that would be the Jamarcus Russell team. So they haven't played in an SEC title game since Jamarcus Russell was a quarterback. And uh, LSU beat Tennessee that day, 21-14. to Great game. Eric Ainge threw two mm. interceptions in the fourth quarter. Tough day for Eric Ainge. Yeah, the uh, the Vols have frequently been uh, a subject matter on the Jeff Cameron show over the years, and uh, I know that people think I hate him. I don't. I just like to point out certain numbers. Wrong again. You know who was the MVP of the game? Quarterback for LSU, Ryan Paraloo. Ryan Paraloo. Who later almost put it on us. That's right. Yeah. From Jay State, who finished the job yes, years later. Yes, yes, yes. We have to add that postscript now. Isn't that terrible? That it's J- unfortunate. That JSU delivered on the promise of Ryan Paraloo almost 15 years later. That said, at least, my friend, uh, we didn't have to... Uh, we didn't have to lose to Duke during these down times. Um, Miami has. That's turned into a great rivalry. Mm. But we have not lost to Duke at any point. And Miami got lucky to beat Duke with that. Oh, uh, frequently. Yeah. Remember that uh, oh, the four Duke. penalty play? Oh, where yeah. They made T-shirts out of it to celebrate it. Yeah, one clip after the next. Yes. Yeah, we're all Ooh, that stuff. Right. And a forward lateral mixed in there to boot. Yeah, there were a lot of things that happened. On that day, officials decided, you be, you make the call. We're, we're just going to stand pat. You make the call. You know, it's funny as I saw. It might have been the record-breaking return. It's, if you follow enough NFL accounts, then you get these throwback videos that are like promoted videos mm-hmm. that are okay. Sometimes the promotion things you see on social are ridiculous. But it was a Dante Hall a punt return for a touchdown Ooh. that was a record breaker. And it was it had to have been like a 90 to 92 yard return. There is the most obvious, blatant, flag worthy block in the back I've ever seen in my life that begins as he catches the as ball. As he catches the ball, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, were they just only somewhat flagged 15 years ago? Have I been conditioned? Oh, no, that there's no. There's a flag we, on every play now? Oh, or? no. We, we owned blocks in the back at Florida State for. 30 years we were the masters i mean even even though we had some big plays like going back to tomorrow vanover when i was in school and all that i mean yep, we had big yep. plays but 
frequently called back due to blocks in the back. And it was always the, the simplest of things. You'd always be like, if you can see their numbers or their oh. nameplate, don't hit them. Right. It's not you, hard. You remember my story. I talked to a former FSU player about that one time. I was like, you know, why are blocking the back so common? It's like, what do you mean? I said, well, what you just said. If you see their numbers, why would you put your hands on them? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, what? Oh, you got to be kidding me. No, no, that's been mentioned. What are we teaching I'm at every got, level no, of the sport? No, it's been that mentioned. That should not be good points. It should I, be, I know. I know. Well, I would have rather heard a kid say, it's just so tempting to spear somebody from behind. <laughs> that's You know what? At that point, <laughs> there you go. You could just knock the bejesus out of somebody. It's so much We're fun. We're going to score anyway. We're Florida State. You know, okay. You know, I just want yeah. to take this kid out. He was mouthing off in pregame. I told Understandable. Yeah. Okay, you got it. We'll come back and uh, we'll look on the mound. That's what we'll do. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Wrapping it up on the Jeff Cameron Show. I'm a Balls McWednesday. It has been good to have you on board. Sorry if you've had to experience some of the interwebs issues that we've dealt with here. We're sorry about that as well, but it is being worked on currently. Uh, appreciate you guys on Warchant TV. Appreciate you guys on Terrestrial Radio with my friends here at 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Uh, no games tonight, right? Dodgers and Giants tomorrow. Let's do this. Probables will look ahead to a couple different days as brought to you by our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today at the NorthFloridaPayroll.com. Tommy? It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probable? Nada today, but tomorrow, Julio Irias goes for the Dodgers and Logan Webb who was having none of it in his last outing he'll start for the Giants you know this is what you wished for before the series started we said give me a give me a five-game war these two teams both were incredible over the course of the regular season that division was amazing by the way on a Friday as you get set to sink into the weekend and think about college and pro football and all that good stuff eight o'clock at night Game number one between the Red Sox and the Astros on Friday night, 8 o'clock. What are the Friday night games for football, did you tell me? Uh, Clemson-Syracuse. That's why I knew it mattered. It's a whole lot of orange. Doesn't feel right, does it? Doesn't feel like that should be a... uh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, The winner of the Dodgers in San Francisco will be taking on the Braves Saturday. TBS has that game, so obviously that'll be to be determined for the starters because we don't know who's in the damn game other than the Braves. A little Saturday baseball to go along with the uh, slate of football on that day, and that's exciting, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump in the coming days. So you know what I did? I bought something. Uh, it was an impulse buy. It's pretty rare that Impulse buys, especially if they're little kind of gimmicky things that you find on uh, like Instagram or whatever, you know, these ads that pop up. It's pretty rare that they work out. This worked out swimmingly. I highly, highly recommend it. Have you ever seen the thing? uh, It comes from China, Tom, where you get the, you get the, I don't know. (laughs) You get the, uh, uh, the, these power scrub brushes that 
latch on to your drill. Have you seen this before? So an easier way to clean like a stove or a oh, bathtub cool. or a right, bathroom, right. they give you really hardcore bristles. you got a circular one. you got a flat surface one. You've got little ones for the nooks and crannies in the corners and all that. And it comes with a drill bit connected to it, and you attach it to your drill. And there's none of that hand-scrubbing nonsense. You go in there, water and vinegar, whatever you want to use to clean, and you just, it's fun as hell. You go to work on it. I, I did it over the weekend. I did it over the weekend. It was awesome. I loved it. Sounds like the Razorbacks sound. You know, first down, Razorbacks. Speaking of which, I'm going to get to that in a moment, too. No, so this was awesome. I, I did use it. In the uh, in the master bathroom, I opened up the window. I cranked some music. I grabbed a nice cold beer, took off my shirt, put on some goggles, and went to war. It was incredible. Wow! Yeah, I just with my with it was with the drill. It's so much fun. It makes cleaning something you want to do. Now that sounded not like a Razorback, but like the Buccaneers' offense. Yes, just cruising, cruising. I wanted. Uh, the opportunity, I thought, you know, this is all, this is the idea. Now I want to clean everything. I'm like, oh, show me something. I'll put the drill to it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. just, everywhere you go, it's unbelievable. Sound I like it. Wilt Chamberlain. I know. Thousands. So what I tell you is uh, if you see that little ad for the uh, drill bit yeah, scrubbers, yeah. you go ahead and pull the trigger on that. There was an ad that I Takes saw weeks to get here. on the gram <laughs> that uh, – the inner kid of me really wanted because mm. I was the kid who had like the stars, the glow in the dark stars. Right. Uh huh. Both my boys have that. Yeah. I, I put them up so there. So I had a we had a bunk bed in my room. And it had the little flat surface, so mm. the bunk it would light up your bunk. Oh, so it was really great. cool. Yeah. Have you seen those like galaxy lights? Oh that yeah. They have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. You should man. get them. You should get them. <laughs> They're not cheap. I'm like, uh, yeah. I yeah, use yeah, it yeah. one time. I want know? one of the galaxy lamps for a special Saturday, where you're just like, <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> like you go to the planetarium. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One thing we do have, I don't know if um, with Christy or not, I, I wouldn't accuse you because it's a hair down the drain problem. I don't oh, know if yeah. you have that issue in your I, house. Well, Christy's got a lot of hair, so yes, sometimes. There are these things that you could put in the drain. Yeah, you just that pull it out and just, yeah, yeah. see that. I want you to order that. In the last six months, yes, it has changed everything. You did buy one. Y- yes. And you got it, and it works. Yes. Unbelievable. For a mutual friend of ours, recommendation for, on the golf trip, and it was great. We're two for two with these little gimmicky things that we're finding on the Instagram. All right. Well, that was a friend recommendation, uh, but I thought it was like something it has seen on you, TV. Yeah, thing. seen on TV. Yeah, no, it works great. Good job, Matthew. Good job, Tom. Thanks to all of you. Appreciate it. Be well. Have a good rest of your balls. McWednesday. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on a Redemption Thursday. Woohoo!